when a company applies for a kosher certification, so most hashkachos will have a question on the application which asks the company if they are Jewish-owned or not. Some companies get offended, especially if they're specifically not a Jewish-owned company. And the point is that, first of all, we have to know regarding chametz. If it's a bourbon company or a company that makes bread and it's owned by a Jew, it would be odd for us and uh, off-putting for us to give a hashkacha on a company that makes bread on Pesach. It's chametz issues. It would be chametz shavala of Pesach. If you could actually detect it, one cannot eat it, so how could you give hashkacha on it? So that's the primary reason why we ask. But additionally... If the company is a bakery, so as we are learning Hilchas Chala, we now have a tremendous challenge of doing Hafrashas Chala every time they make a dough, every time they're making bagels, bread, pretzels, there would need to be Hafrashas Chala done, and therefore we ask them, are they Jewish-owned? So this brings us to the question of how do you do Hafrashas Chala in a commercial setting? So in a retail-type bakery or pizza store. So we spoke about different uh, methods that, that Hashkachas will implement. The best method would obviously be the mashgiach or the Shamer Shabbos chef doing a fresh challah every time they make a dough, every time they're making pizza, they do a fresh challah and burn it. We also spoke about the minchas yitzak, maybe taking less than a kazayas and just throwing in the garbage so you don't have any nichshel uh, happening later. That was one method. The other method is what we call the dough ball method where You'll have bakeries that are baking throughout the night, and the non-Jewish workers will separate a ball, that's not challah yet, separate a bunch of balls for every time dough was made. So you'll, the mashkiach will come in the morning, he'll see 10 balls, 10 doughs, and he'll do a fresh challah from each of those balls. But again, this is not practical in an industrial setting where the company might not be next door to your local yeshiva, local kailo, and how exactly are you going to navigate in a commercial setting? So there's two different methods that, that, are, that, that happen in the world of Kashras. One, which we'll call the Tevel Matzah system. I think this is the older system that some of the legacy Ashkachas still do. And that is, they get matzahs specifically made without hafrashas challah. So this matzah is chayv and challah, but it's tevel, that no challah was taken yet. And they will use these matzahs to take challah from these matzahs that will patter the dough in the bakery. How this works, we'll have to explain at a little share. But the point is, that it's halacha is, it doesn't have to be minamukov, it doesn't have to be right next to it, in close proximity, at least on a bidiyeva level. And therefore, in our situation, we could marish from one dough onto another dough, from one matzah to other doughs. Every time uh, bakery, it, the Jewish-owned bakery in Pennsylvania is doing a dough, like 100 dollars a day. So the mashkiach, or the... Rav in charge, Rav HaMachshir, will separate every day, he'll separate a thousand, or a hundred, I forgot the number I gave, a hundred chalas, hafrashas, for each, you know, one per one, every time a dough is made, he'll say there's a hafrashas chal on this matzah. There's a maximum of how many hafrashas you could do. Some hafrashas say a quarter of a gram, or one gram of matzah per dough. That's, that's already considered a sizable amount. And he has to keep a cheshman of how much matzah, how much tevel matzah he has in his office, or in the bakery. So that's method number one. Before we get to method number two, we're going to ask the following question. The 
the biggest issue, one of the biggest issues that happens with this Tavo Matzah system is the Mishnah tells us, and we learned this in Rosh Hashanah, if you're following Daf Yemi, that we have to know exactly when the Rosh Hashanah for Meiser is. Why? Because one cannot give Meiser, let's say Behema or Dagon, you cannot give Meiser from one year's crop to potter another year's crop. That's not halacha. Halacha is one year does not work for the other year. The Mishnah tells us that this applies to challah as well. So that would mean, let's say a person has flour from 2020, so it's 2020 yield, that crop, the winter wheat of 2020, he has that flour in his, in his uh, pantry. So that flour is 2020, and if he made a dough from that, you cannot use a dough that was made from 2021 flour to potter the dough that is a 2020 flour, and vice versa. Now, this doesn't really happen in people's homes. Usually when you make challah, you use whatever you have in the pantry, which would either be from one specific year, or it would be mixed in together, be considered one mass, one dough, that you'll have both years in your challah, in your dough. So when you do a fresh, you're doing both years onto both years. But when you, if you have a tavo matzah system, so let's just take it back a step. So let's say the matzah was baked in July, and we'll give a different example. The matzah was baked before Pesach using the previous year's wheat. That's how you got your flour from the previous year's harvest. So next year, or six months later, in July and August, when the spring wheat and the previous winter wheat crop is being harvested and turned into flour, that flour is being used in the bakeries in the pretzel companies, they're being used right away as soon as they're able to use it. And you do not yet have your tavo matzah baked for you, you know, especially by a matzah bakery. You just don't have that yet. It's not available for another few months. So you have a few months in time where you're doing our freshest challah, lechumra, with these matzahs, but you're using the wrong year. You're using last year's product to pass you for this year's product. So that's one of the major issues with the tavo matzah system. So other hashkachas, their paiskim advised not to use tevel matzah system and instead use a tevel dough system. So it's the same concept of taking a dough, but in this case, you would literally go to the bakery, go to the company. So I do this in Minnesota. One of our companies is owned by a yid. And every year we, have to, we ask him, and we, not him, we ask the, uh, the QA people and those involved in, the, in procurement at what point are you changing from last year's wheat to this year's wheat? Now, it actually helps us regarding Yashan, but that's not today's topic. They themselves know, and they know exactly when they're switching over, because there's a lot of testing that goes on on the gluten content and the moisture level, protein level of every, of, of, of every yield. They have to know, are we getting the same exact product as last year? We're making product for customers that expect quality, you know, quality control. And if last year's were fluffier than this year's, they're, not, they're going to leave and find a new company. So we have to make sure we have the same protein levels, moisture content, and many companies will add some vital, you know, some vital wheat gluten. They'll add this, they'll add that, just to make sure they have the perfect uh, you know, quality product. So they themselves are doing numerous tests and they know exactly when the plant is switching over from 2020 crop to 2021 crop. Once they told me that, 
I could walk in day one when they are switching over. I could tell them when you make a when you make a dough, let me take off, you know, 20 pounds of dough. I will separate that, put it into a box, put it into the freezer. And now I have 20 pounds of Tevel dough. And this dough is the same year as the dough that's being used, the flour that's being used in production. It's the same exact year. And you cannot do that with the Tevel matzo system because your, your matzo will always be months and months behind the, the, you know, the companies that, that are using the new crop. So that's one of the reasons why they use, or many, many Ashkachos will indeed use the Tevel dough system because it gives you the ability to match on an annual basis what year the crop is from and you could do challah from the same year from one dough to another dough. But the question is, so what, is, what are the other Paiskim Hashgachas relying on? So before we do that, we have to take a, a little bit of a detour and go back to a halacha we mentioned previously. When we discussed the halachas of whole wheat flour, the question was, does the bran, does that add into the dough? Does, is that counted as the dough when it comes to the shear of challah. So this really broadens, uh, broadens up the, 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 the conversation. Do other flours, meaning rye flour, oat flour, is that mitzdarif? What about sugar? And if those things could be mitzdarif for the shear challah, maybe flour from one year to another year could also be mitzdarif. So we'll pause here. Bremer Hashem. In the next year, we'll just take a little bit of a detour go back to some of the halachas regarding the different types of grain, different types of flour, and we'll see what the Yerushalmi says, what Taisva says, and the tremendous chiddish of Rav Belsi Zetzal, uh, guiding the OU all those years, how to properly do our freshest challah.